Welcome back to Two Guys, One Mike, a special midweek episode. We are back to talk a little bit about the Big Ten, some breaking news there yesterday on a Tuesday, today here on a Wednesday. We're also here to do some week zero locks. Yes, that is right, folks. We actually have real FBS football to talk about. It's not Power 5 yet. That's next weekend. That's week one. We have week zero. We have some real FBS teams facing off. So we're going to give some locks, as we always love to do when the college football season comes around. I'm Jacob Wilson, joined by my fellow host, JT Hershowski. How are you doing, man? Good. I think we have to introduce ourselves as COVID-free hosts because we both yes. got our results back today for uh, for getting tested, and we both came back negative. So I think I think we have to we have to introduce ourselves as COVID-free hosts. That just only seems right. Yeah, I was kind of hoping we could uh, maybe one of us would have it so we could maybe pop a number or something, you know, and maybe get like a clickbait title on this. Uh, oh, JT has Corona updates or something, all caps. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. But but no, I mean, I was expected to not have it. I mean, at least, you know, I would expect to. But you, on the other hand, were, you know, it, it was plausible that you could have it. Very nervy. My, uh, yeah, so I feel like I got to tell the story. So my roommate tested positive uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. obviously. And so I had to go get tested myself. And I just thought, you know, like, even though we're not, even though we are roommates, we don't see each other much. But even then, I was really just like, you know, I was like, I li- I'm touching the same door handles. I'm touching the same light switches. I really thought I was going to have it. Uh, I really didn't want to have it, obviously. So then I went and got tested today. I felt fine all day, but I had to go get tested. And then when the guy comes back, so I went into a, a rapid testing location where the doctor comes and tells you your results. So he walks in and he goes, so you got any symptoms? Like, okay, like, how'd you get it? Like, what? he's like, how's your family? And in my head, I'm like, just tell me how I tested. And then eventually he goes, oh, yeah, you tested negative, by the way. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, same. I mean, the email that they give you, it looks like you went to a rapid spot, but it's like your test results are in dot, dot, dot. I'm like, <laughs> you just got to open this email. It's like a freaking game show over here. And like, <laughs> Ohio State just gives no fucks, apparently. Apparently. It so. was. It was nervy, man. But I'm glad that I, uh, I'm glad that we're both negative. We're both healthy. Um, and I think it's time that we get into the real reason that we're here, and it is my favorite thing that we do <laughs> on this podcast. That is betting football games. Yes, I'm very excited for the Week Zero Locks, but first, we must talk about something that maybe probably our least favorite thing to talk about recently here on the show, and that is the Big Ten. We were kind of thinking we were putting it to bed last week, We or not last week, even just a few days ago, but pressure has been mounting for the past couple of weeks and it felt like maybe that pressure finally was going to subside and everything was done. And then yesterday there was more fresh news. There's rumors, there's sources everywhere talking about an early October start. And then you even have the president of the United States of America on a phone call with Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the big 10, basically putting pressure on Kevin Warren and the big 10 to start this football season, start it on time get it going. He tweets out the fact that he believes that they're on the one yard line, as he said, basically ready to punch it in, ready to get the season going. Um, I was kind of expecting to see some confirmation on maybe the big 10 reannouncing, reinstating a season yesterday. But then a few hours later, we see a lot of sources and confirmations that 
people inside the Big Ten saying, no, the Big Ten isn't that close to starting in October. They're still planning on a late November start or even, you know, possibly a January, February spring start. So it's just there's so many different ways to go with this. I don't even know where to begin. There's so many different conflicting reports. It's hard to say what's happening. I think there's a lot of growing momentum towards an early October start. But at the moment, although I think that's possible, I'm not going to say it's likely or for sure going to happen. Yeah, I know. I feel like I'm watching a soap opera when I hear, when I've been following all this Big Ten news. I feel like I've been trying to check out and just say whatever happens is going to happen and try not to feed into rumors and breaking news because, you know, I have no idea if any what breaking news on Twitter is valid versus other breaking news on Twitter. But one thing that I did notice is in that meeting with President Trump and Kevin Warren is that it wasn't just him putting pressure on Kevin Warren and encouraging. He was also offering U.S. government assistance to the Big Ten to help get things going. And, and I think one of the, the big things that I thought would maybe be a really big push to helping this season get started earlier was that the U.S. government has a stockpile of rapid COVID tests. And Donald Trump basically saying he's willing to offer those rapid COVID tests and give them to the Big Ten if that means that that helps them get closer to playing football. And I think that's a huge step. I think being able to have access to rapid tests so you can test regularly and then get those results within 15 to 20 minutes. I mean, I went and got tested today. And my results were back in 45 minutes. So it's obviously possible. And if the Big Ten has more access to those than they maybe originally did before Kevin Warren met with President Trump, I think that could be a huge first step. But obviously it seems like what we've seen kind of from – you know, the fallout of this is that they still have a long way to go. So I'm trying not to get too sucked in. I'm trying to kind of stay just on the outside, let things fall as they fall, not try to get too deep into any rumors and just we'll see where this goes. But I really can't tell you. I have no idea. I feel like that would be such a big step, getting those additional COVID rapid tests to help being played. But it seems like the Big Ten has and And I feel like there's just still a lot left to, to figure out from what it seems like. So. I think it was a good first step. I actually saw something as well that I'm obviously very encouraged by, but I think we're still a, a, a decent ways away from a potential early October start. Yeah, I mean, at times yesterday, it felt like we were maybe minutes away from confirmation on some things. It felt like we went from no football to football really quickly, and then those hopes kind of got dashed really quickly. I mean, they didn't go away, but they kind of went from, wow, maybe this is happening to, all right, maybe just not yet. And one thing I will say, though, is if, early October is going to happen, which is really they got to get this season started in the first week or two of October if they want a chance to get a full legitimate season in before I want to say like the December 19th era or so when the college football playoff will put out their college football playoff rankings, the four teams. So and if they want to start in early October, you know, we're sitting here, what, September 2nd, they're going to have to confirm something by really, I would think the middle or end of next week. So they don't have long if to get this figured out if they do want to begin in early October. Yeah, I agree with you. So we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, I really think, though, that if I was in the Big Ten shoes, my only two options would be early October or nothing until January. This Still, this late November makes no sense to me. I either think you go all in, put all your eggs in the basket, and go for that October start, or really just take a step back and try to do something in the, in the winter slash spring. If this season – somehow starts at the end of November, middle of November, beginning of December, it will be, I don't want to get too much into it, but it will literally be maybe one of the worst decisions in college football history of any decision ever. I, I mean, it would just be the dumbest thing I think to ever happen. And there's already been so much just dumb shit with this whole big 10 
just the whole flip-flop and everything over the past month and how crazy it's been releasing your schedule and then canceling the season. And then just, it's been such a soap opera, like you said, and the worst finale to that soap opera would definitely be a end of November start. It it would be horrible. It would just be horrible. It would be the worst decision of all. Um, Like you said, either start at the beginning of October um, or start maybe, you know, at the end of January, beginning of February. So yeah, let's move yep. on from the Big Ten and do, like you said earlier, our favorite thing to do on this pod. No, it's not F or it is FBS football. No, it's not Power Five football just yet. We'll have that next week for you. We might have it on the next pod. I'm not sure yet. We'll talk about it, but we'll have that next week for you. But we still got some games. We still have some fun football games. Last week we had FCS. Now FBS is here. Real college football is here. And it is time for our week zero locks. JT, get us started. All right. Uh, full disclosure, I will not be picking many games this week. One thing that I think I have learned from from being very successful in college football betting last year to being unsuccessful in NFL this past year. And one thing that I think I've really learned is that, you know, you you don't bet on something just to bet on it. You only bet on things you have conviction and information on. And, you know, you find lines you like. And I think last year, I did that so well in college football. We were only picking five to six games a week, and I felt like I had a really good selection of five or six games. Then I had a kind of downturn in the in the NFL postseason, and I think the reason I, I, I did so poorly was I bet on every line that they were giving, and I wasn't finding blind just to have conviction on if there was something I was betting it. So this season I'm trying to getting back to betting on stuff I really know really well and something I have conviction on, and I will admit I don't have a lot of – info or insight into any of these week zero games i'm not a big follower of a group of five football i'm a very much power five football kind of guy it's really what i follow it's really what i uh you know what i cater to and it's what i feel confident betting on so full disclosure i'm not putting any confident super locks down this week Uh, i will be putting two locks down though i think on the two games that i feel most confident on i'm going to be taking navy plus one and a half to start off. Um, I love Navy. I think they're obviously, I love the way they play. They keep it really low scoring. Um, and I think all they have to do, I, it feels like I'm pretty much picking a pick em. So I think if you're playing, if you're doing this in Vegas, or if you're actually betting, I would just take Navy to win outright, get a few better odds than plus one and a half. But I feel confident about Navy. I think BYU has fallen a little bit off the wagon in the past couple of years. Uh, I think Navy is the strongest program as ever. So I'm going to start with with Navy plus one and a half over BYU. Uh, starting off with my boys. I'd love to see it. The preseason team I picked. I, I love to hear it. Um, I am going to start with – I'm going to go with Army on Saturday. I'm seeing them here at minus – three you know i don't have a ton of reason for it and like you said you know not a lot of conviction behind these picks and we probably won't count these picks towards maybe our overall season unless we do good of course then then we'll have to (laughs) uh but i'm gonna take army minus three i mean they're just a much better program than middle tennessee um they're at home it's the beginning of the year they're a well-disciplined team any of these service academy teams i like in this COVID season just because they have Solid coaching. They have well-disciplined, well-established programs, well-established plans. Um, RB kind of runs a triple option, which I think is, you know, everyone knows what they're doing. Like aren't the all the Army players, they know what they're doing. They didn't need to have some crazy long offseason to learn some sophisticated thing. They're just running the triple option. They're just doing their thing. They're playing hard notes football. Because of that, I'm going to take them minus three against Middle Tennessee at 1.30 p.m. on Saturday. 
I like it. I like it. All right. I'm going to have to follow right in your shoes. So we have our first unity lock of the season. I'm going to be taking army minus three as well uh, for a lot of the reasons that you said. I really don't know much about Middle Tennessee as a football program, but I don't just I don't I don't like him. I don't like him. Uh, and I love Army. And I think Army's had, you know, I think they had a downturn last season, but Army's had a good couple of years as a very strong program. They're going the game's going to be low scoring obviously. I think they limit Middle Tennessee to scoring. And so that's why I'm also taking Army and Middle Tennessee to go under 55 and a half. I think there is like, I mean, a 30 to 25 game, I feel like as right where this Vegas is expecting this line to be, I guess it would be kind of more of like, you know, thir- it would be more like 29, 26 is where Vegas is expecting this game to end. And I feel very confident that neither of these teams score more than 21 points, less than three touchdowns. So my last lock of the week, putting in three total for week zero is for this is for army to go minus three. And then the game as a whole to go under 55 and a half. JT with two locks on the middle Tennessee army game. You love to hear it. I am going to, with my second lock here, take SMU minus 21.5 against Texas State. It did open at 20.5, and I would love to have it at 20.5, but I don't care because SMU is just that much better than Texas State. Texas State is a Sun Belt team. They have a team that's – I don't think they've won more than three games in the Sun Belt in the past, not just in the Sun Belt, in their entire 12-game schedule over the past four or five years and ever since they became an FBS team here recently. SMU is just a much better program. They're a much better team. They're much more talented. They have Shane Bouchelle at the helm. We saw how he did last year. We saw how well SMU played last year. They're bringing a lot of those pieces back. Uh, 21 and a half, it's a lot to ask for, yes, but I just think SMU is a much better football team, so I'm going to lock them up at 21 and a half. All right, let's keep it rolling with you. Yes, I think uh, I'm just going to keep – I'm just going to kind of stay on this theme, you know. Um Memphis, I'm going to take them. I want to say, what's, what's the best line I can get here? Is it minus best line 18? I have for you is minus 18 and a half. I'm going to take Memphis minus 18 and a half. I know it's once again a lot. I know they're playing They're playing another Sun Belt team here, though. It's another AAC Sun Belt matchup, I, I think at least. And I think Memphis is a much better team. They won the AAC last year. We saw them beat Cincinnati in back-to-back weeks. They're bringing their quarterback to, back, too. I know they lost Mike Norvell, who's a great coach, but I still think it's a great culture at Memphis. I think they – still have good coaching. They still have a good, talented team. And once again, I just think they're a much better team. Once again, it opened at a much better uh, kind of rate than I'm getting it at. It opened at 15 and a half. So it's really jumped up. But still, even with those three points, I still like Memphis at minus 18 and a half. So, yeah. And then, you know what? I don't know if I want to take – I just can't – I don't know if I want to pull the trigger on Navy. I, uh, I like Navy. Um, obviously they're kind of my team, not my team to watch in terms of being really good. They're just the team I like and the team I'm going to root for this year. And we did that segment, but because of the losses from Malcolm Perry and all that stuff, and I just, I struggle to bet on them. So I'm not going to take the Navy plus one and a half line. Like I want to. So I think I'm just going to stick with those three. I'm going to stick with Memphis, um, minus 18 and a half SMU minus 21 and a half and army minus three. So going all with the favorites this week. All right. So a quick recap, JT has army uh, minus th- uh, three point favorite. He has Navy at plus one and a half. And then the army middle Tennessee game going under 55 and a half. Jacob, you also have army minus three, and then you're adding in SMU minus 21 and a half and Memphis 
minus 18 and a half. Some other games that you can bet on uh, this upcoming week. Tomorrow on Thursday, September 3rd, UAB is a 19-point favorite uh, against Central Arkansas. And that game, the over-under is 48 and a half. Southern Alabama and Southern Mississippi State meet, I think, the following day. Nope, that same day on Thursday, Southern Mississippi a 15 and a half point favorite on some sites, but a 13 and a half, but only but a 15 point favorite on Bovada, but a 13 point favorite on bed now. So obviously if you are picking Southern Miss to cover, you'd want to go to bed now. If you're picking South Alabama to cover, you would definitely want to go to Bovada. The over under for that game is 53 and a half. Uh, the SMU Texas state game, the one that you bet on the over under for that is either 70 and a half or 69 and a half, depending on the site that you go to. That Memphis-Arkansas State game that you also have a lock on, that over-under is either 73.5 or 74. The over-under for Navy-BYU is 52. Uh, and that wraps it up for the week. And I kind of forgot about over-unders. Hey, you got to check them, man. I love betting totals. I bet totals more usually than I bet game lines. I, I feel like you bet the total. I wasn't listening super well. I apologize. I'm middle Tennessee Army. But I'm looking at this now, and it's 55.5 for Middle Tennessee Army. Yeah, that's what I. That's why I took it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I'll have to jump in on with that. Jump in on you with that one. We'll just have two locks on this game. I'll take fifty-five All right. under for Middle Tennessee Army. And you know what? I'm sitting here looking at this Memphis Arkansas State. I'm gonna take the under seventy-four. All it's, right, under seventy-four. It's hard to get to seventy-four points in week one with this crazy year. Sloppy, sloppy, sloppy game. I think just because of everything that's going on. I know I'm picking Memphis to score a lot of points because I'm picking them to cover 18 and a half, but I still look at 74 points, and that's a lot in this kind of weird week one week after this crazy COVID and everything that's going on. I think it'll be a bit sloppy, um, so I don't think we're going to see as many points scored there. Yep, I think I like those as well. So I'm just going to kind of, you know, throw a few logs on the fire this week, and All like right. I said, so if it goes you- wrong, then it's just week zero, and I, I won't count it towards doesn't my count. total. It doesn't count. All right, so there you go. We got eight locks uh, between the two of us. If you like it, like any of them, not even if you like them, just every single one, go throw your mortgage on it because we know FBS, non-Power 5 football, we're experts at it, and this is what we do. And don't forget, if you get a lock unity between the two of us on this podcast, it is a guaranteed slam the hammer down. And we have two lock unities at Army minus three and then that Army Middle Tennessee game going under 55 and a half. For sure. If it's a lock unity, we did really well. We did really well in general last year, but even lock unities, we did even better. I don't, it probably lock only unity. lost one or two. Yeah, yeah. It, it was solid, but I think that will do it for the show. We will be back. Well, we'll be back Sunday. It will be out Monday where we are going to do an SEC win total podcast. A lot to talk about there. If anything develops with the big 10, we'll also talk about that. And then I'm not really sure yet if we're going to do our week one locks on that next pod or if we'll, do another midweek pod like this. It's going to be tough to tell. It's tough to do two pods a week with our schedule, but but we'll talk about it. But for sure, those SEC win totals will be coming out to you on Monday. Perfect. Can't wait. That was JT Hershowski. I'm Jacob Wilson. Thank you for listening to Two Guys, One Mike.